Welcome to the Break Free to Brilliance podcast, where we have inspiring and insightful conversations about breaking free from life's biggest challenges to find fulfillment and purpose. I am your host, Seema Giri, an international speaker, best-selling and award-winning author, book writing mentor, and publisher. I bring you real-life stories of healing and transformational journeys so that you know that you can create life on your own terms. Our heart-centered guests are the everyday heroes that you find in your backyard, from mothers to sisters to friends to entrepreneurs and authors. Join us to hear their positive and powerful stories so you too can learn to live with purpose and joy. Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast. I am so happy to be here with you for another amazing episode. We have a wonderful guest, Michelle Sugiyama. This is part of our author series interviews. We have a wonderful guest, Michelle Sugiyama, from our recent best-selling book, Break Free to Health and Vitality, which is part of our Break Free series. So let's get started first with a grounding meditation. And if you're driving, please follow along, but don't close your eyes. So let's get started. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths at your own pace. So inhale and exhale. And with every exhale, just let go of things that are not serving you right now. I know you had a lot of appointments and things to do before our time together today, and you have other appointments after our time together. Just let go of those thoughts and worries. I promise you, they will be waiting for you when you're done. Take in another deep inhale. And with your exhale, just get comfortable in your chair, in your um, position, whatever position you're in, and keep your back straight and just feel into the now. And with your next inhale, I would like you to bring into awareness your heart. And think of a happy moment. It can be from any time period of your life. Just choose one, whatever comes into your mind right now. And I want you to take yourself back to that time and relive that moment as if you're living it for the very first time. Take in a deep inhale and just remember the feeling, the ambiance, the smell, who were you with, and the bliss and the peace and the joy that you felt. Feel that now. 
And with your next inhale, I would like you to bring your awareness to the top of your head where the crown chakra is. And I want you to think of a second happy moment. It can be from any time period of your life. Just taking a big inhale and exhale and just feel the feelings you felt at that time, the joy, the bliss, the peacefulness, the, that contentment. Feel that as if you're feeling it for the very first time. And with your next inhale, I want you to open your mind and heart to the possibilities of what you will hear and take away from our session today. It might be for you that you need to hear something or you might be the messenger for someone who needs to hear it from you. And with the next inhale, I invite myself and Michelle to open ourselves up to the possibilities of what our audience, our listeners need to hear from us today. And let's bring in ourselves to this moment and be 100% present right here, right now. And with the next inhale in and exhale, we're going to be 100% present and right here with each other. And you may open your eyes with a great big smile. Welcome, Michelle. It's so wonderful to have you on our show today. Hi, Seema. It is such a pleasure being with you today on your awesome podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And Michelle, would you like to share what came to you during the, that meditation? Wow. Well, I just want to thank you for some of those wonderful memories that I had in my past just brought so much warmth and joy to my heart. Uh, I was smiling during the meditation. Um, the first one was when we picked up my adopted daughter for the very first day. She was four days old at the hospital. And uh, it was such a amazing moment for my husband and I. So that's what came up for me. Um, that is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, we have access to this at any time, but we tend to forget. It's just a matter of closing your, closing your eyes for five minutes and just having access to that. I'm just going to take a second and find this. We are good at do not disturb sign is on. <clears throat> yeah, we have access to that that joy and that blissfulness at any moment when our day is not going the way we want but we tend to forget that well it's so exciting to have you back on because you are now a two times international best-selling author how does that feel <laughs> wow it it's crazy to me honestly i just um am so overjoyed about it. I'm so grateful and honored that many people around the world um, supported our project, bought the book, um, even just liked a post. So I really want to thank everybody out there for getting us to number one international bestseller. 
Yeah, it certainly is a collaborative effort and it, we can't do it without our, our listeners, our well-wishers, people who need this, this book. It was such a great combination of all of those people. But before we get any further, Michelle, I'm gonna give you a formal introduction. Oh, okay. Okay, so Michelle Sugiyama is a nationally board certified health coach and for over 17 years, Michelle has engaged, inspired, and empowered people to move towards their best self. She is the founder of Mindful Eating, a nationally board certified health and wellness coach and master certified health coach. Michelle has an active and thriving coaching practice and has been the highlight of numerous employee wellness programs. She is an international speaker, two times number one international best-selling author and was named the most inspirational health coach and excellence in wellness education by Global Health and Pharma in 2020. She also holds a culinary certification from Le Cordon Bleu and a master of science in organic chemistry from the Ohio State University. Well, Michelle, that is a very impressive credential. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now tell me, tell me your journey a little bit. So you were in chemistry and now you went, you tra transitioned into mindfulness eating coaching. How did that happen? Yes, correct. So uh, I went to college and really had no idea what I wanted to be, but you know, my dad was an engineer. My mom was a nurse and um, really was kind of I don't want to say forced, but uh, they really wanted me to do something in the sciences. I really wanted to be an artist, to be honest with you. But dad was like, no way. That's a good hobby, but that's not what you're going to become. And so, you know, I, I did the good daughter thing and got my degree in chemistry and went into the industry for uh, about a decade. And it was about the eighth year. It just was not it was not working for me. I was not really happy. I was, you know, going through a lot of stress at the time and uh, decided this, I've got to get out. I just, I need to get out. So I decided to go to culinary school. And uh, because for the most part, I figured, you know, I'm young enough now. If I don't like it, I can always go back into my field. Um, but it's something that I should do before it's too late. So I became a personal chef, decided to cook healthy meals for families so they could, you know, have conversations around their dinner table and not just go to drive-thrus or eat convenient packaged food that they buy at the grocery store. And I love that and decided to um, start speaking. So I started going to corporations and doing seminars about healthy eating and healthy cooking. And I've just really, truly enjoyed this path toward um, helping people really put themselves in their health first, because really our health is truly our wealth. Um, so that's kind of it in a nutshell of why I do what I do now. That's amazing. And I feel, so I have the same background, right? Not in chemistry, but how parents mandatorily encouraged <laughs> right? Exactly. Mandatorily encouraged me to go into business after saying you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor. So all through high school, taking all science classes, right? Geared towards that, the most difficult classes. 
getting um, accepted into pre-med and then saying, you know what? No, I changed my mind. <laughs> Study business. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but I realize whatever you're meant to do, it somehow finds you through whether you're just not satisfied in your current career or the career you studied, or you don't do as well, you don't thrive as well, something happens. So your, your purpose finds you sooner or later. I believe that is so true, Seema. And, you know, both of us being Asians, and I'm not saying it's just the Asian culture, but, you know, we really want to do, we want to please our parents, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they really want us to focus on something that's science related or become a lawyer, doctor. Yeah, I think they what they do is they know certain professions have a higher chances of success. Mm-hmm. And then that's the one they encourage you to go in. Traveling the less, the path less traveled is a little bit scary for them because security is so important. And through being a lawyer, being a doctor, being in science, it's like two given things that they, they see the higher success level. But it needs to be combined with the interest of the individual to really take it off. Absolutely. So you went through that, you found your passion, and then you decided to become a writer, not once, but twice. So what inspired you to participate in Break Free to um, Health and Vitality? Sure. Well, probably my grandmother, as I write in the book, and uh, it really, she's my inspiration to really do what I'm doing now as well. Um, And also my inspiration to write in Break Free to Stand in Your Power, which was our first book together. Um, I mean, she was an amazing woman. She lived to be 101 years old. Uh, Her mantra was health is number one. Um, But, you know, she did not live a stress-free life. I mean, she was the wife of a serial entrepreneur, as I write, and wore a lot of huge hats. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was truly mindful about how she moved her body, like she gardened well into her 90s. And would read the newspaper every day. So she was mindful about, you know, uh, keeping her brain active. And then of course, what she ate too. So she truly walked that mantra of health as number one. Um, and so that she is, you know, she is my biggest inspiration. That's amazing. Yes. I, you know, when we look at our grandparents and I think that's what we need to do now is get back to the way our grandparents lived and ate, which was more natural food, more right out of the garden and a lot of movement and activities back then were such too that it was part of your day-to-day life. And now our life has become so sedentary where we don't get that much activity and we're gaining weight, which is leading to all kinds of other chronic illnesses, um, which, you know, we need to, that is what we're trying to do through our stories, through our transformational journeys and sharing it in this anthology that is what we are trying to change and let people know there is other possibilities Mm -hmm. and especially during this crazy time right of the pandemic and forest fires and all sorts of stuff I mean people are eating more and moving less and there's a lot more stress going around and because of the pandemic and the fires the opportunities to be out is so much less and people of of being together you know humans need that connection of being together and everything 
and not having that opportunity is also causing a lot of additional stress. What advice do you have for people who are going through this? How do they manage and handle that? Sure. I think there's some easy things that we can do every single day. Um, I teach about stress and what we can do about it. And the three things for me is walk, talk, or relax, right? So when I was going through my big stressful moments in uh, the chemical industry, I could have just simply walked around my building or you can just take a quick walk around your block um, or even do the stairs in your house if you can't go outside or just sometimes my father, he lives with us, he's 88. He just walks you know, around in the house sometimes. Um, talking could be call up a good friend or a family member that you know you can have a, a nice conversation with. And then relaxing could be something like listening to music, picking up a book for enjoyment, um, or like your breathing exercises that you just did uh, to welcome everybody in. Um, I love to do those breathing exercises because it's so quick and effective. Um, and I, I'd like to um, teach people about how to do box breathing. So it's kind of like breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, and then breathe out for four counts. So yeah, walk, talk, or relax. Those are great, walk, talk, and relax. And basically what's happening when you're doing that is that you're changing your current state to a new state with the movement. And that just gets you out of whatever mindset that you're in at that time. Yep, you're creating some endorphins, you got your blood flowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, every time I feel a little stuck or a little frustrated or my body feels, you know, sometimes if you sit for too long, it's hard to get up. You feel like a robot just waking up. Right, especially those knees. <laughs> exactly. So sometimes I just, in, in one place, I just jump up, jump up and down, you know, or do some dance movement. It, it doesn't have to be long. It can be really quick. Mm -hmm. um, that can help you, help you change your state and get into of more flowing movement and, and mood. So what is the name of your chapter in this book? So it's embracing the journey with a bumpy wheel mm. because our journeys are never smooth. Our wheels are always a little bit bumpy. That is true, that is true. Yeah. And what do you hope people to get out of reading of your chapter? Well, I think it's, about that wellness has so many other dimensions, right? Than just the physical dimension. Um, so the physical dimension would include nutrition, exercise, and even sleep. But there's all these other dimensions that we really need to consider. So for example, um, if our emotional wellness needs attention, it can affect how we move. We might not even want to move, right? We might want, might want excuse me, we might not want to even get out of the house. Let's say if we're really sad or depressed, um, it can also affect what we eat or how we eat. We might be grabbing for a lot of high processed, uh, starchy comfort food, right? So uh, we need to look at some other areas, not just you know exercise to lose weight, right? Uh, and there's, eight total dimensions. And I mentioned that in the chapter um, because when I was going through my state of an eating disorder, right, which I suffered for many years, my emotional 
dimension and spiritual dimension really needed some care. No, I agree with you. There's, we have so many other aspects of life that affects, that affect us. And sometimes we, it affects the way we eat, like you said, the way we eat or the way we even breathe, the way we sleep. And these are things for you to, for you to notice what is going on. And um, sometimes you can feel, you know, I'm healthy. I don't feel stressed. I don't, every, I got a great family. What is going on? And then you need to check things like, uh, you know, your relationship. It could be a relationship with your your significant other or your work relationship or friend relationship, other relationships, or even finances. I find finances is a big one that affects you in so many ways that you don't even realize. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So with your bumpy wheel, what I'm hearing you say is that you need to explore the other areas as well to see, okay, what else is not going the way I want it to. Or because sometimes it sneaks up on you, you don't even know. Sometimes it's like an underlying, uh, underlying cause that is coming up in different ways, and you don't even know that it's related to that underlying cause. Do you have a suggestion of a way to figure out what that underlying cause is? Uh, sure, I do. So there is this um, activity called the Wellness Wheel, and there's a lot of Wellness Wheels. You can just uh, Google it. Um, and I have one that I have created for uh, myself even um, and clients. And there's a link uh, in the book too, where you can just download it. Uh, there's no strings attached, believe me. And uh, you can do this activity and it doesn't take very long at all, uh, where you answer some quick questions about each dimension. So um, emotional, social, financial, intellectual, occupational, um, to give you an idea where you are in that dimension, okay? And so then there's the wheel where you kind of put a dot for each dimension and it tells you, oh, right, I'm doing, you know, I'm pretty content with my physical dimension, but it looks like maybe my financial dimension is a little bit weak and in need of attention because you end up connecting the dots mm -hmm. and the things that need a little bit more attention, the dot is closer to the center of the wheel. And so when you connect, you can see how your wheel is shaped and where it's bumpy. That is a very powerful exercise. I've done your bumpy wheel, Michelle, and it, you need, to, when you're doing it, you really need to be honest with yourself. Sometimes we're like, oh, let's just put, you know, the higher number in this area. But this is really a tool for you to be honest and it will open up your eyes to the areas that you didn't even realize were causing a, a problem in your life. And then it'll give you an aha moment. It's like, oh, okay. And no one's going to see it unless you show it to anyone else. This is just for you. So make sure to, first of all, get the book and read Michelle's chapter on the bumpy wheel and download the bumpy wheel it's going to be very very effective and yes very yes. eye-opening well thank you for doing the activity Seema I'm glad that you did it yes, yes. yeah but awesome I always like to um I always try the process of all of my authors because you know you guys are experts in your area you're the authority so if you know who else am I going to listen to <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And yeah. for me, it's so easy. You're all with me. We're all part of it. We've gone through the journey together. So I know you so well. And, you know, and Michelle, you and I have known each other for a while. I think five, six years now. I think so. Yeah. yeah we're from the, the Juice Pest community, which is an amazing um, whole food product something that really was a catalyst in my healing and I think yours too so it was so great to connect with someone here when I first moved back into the Bay Area and then we've been doing different things and after your first book with me Break Free to Stand in Your Power which was also an international best-selling book you got some awards and accolades after that um, was that the one we mentioned in the in your bio, or I think there was a couple others too. Yes, I'd say that was probably the biggest one, which was quite a surprise. And I think that was prompted by by the book. So wonderful. Yeah. And then you also got a fitness fund, and you've been uh, your article has been covered in several magazines. And correct, I did an article for Yumly, mm -hmm. and it was about mindful eating because, like I said earlier because of the pandemic, people are just grabbing a lot of snacks like that snack cabinet has got our number. Yeah. Right. And um, like my daughter, for example, when she first started virtual school, she was literally just trying to forage for food every 20 minutes. And I knew she wasn't hungry. She was just either frustrated or bored or overwhelmed. Right. So I think this whole mindful eating thing is so important right now. It sure is. I mean, you have to grab your, you know, you really need to see why you want to eat before you grab that item. Really ask yourself, am I hungry or am I bored? Am I overwhelmed? Like you were saying, what is it? Lately, I've been having a lot of sugar cravings too, and I don't eat a lot of sugar. And I'm still having the sugar cravings. So it just makes me wonder what is going on. So then I start asking myself, what sweet things am I craving in my life that I'm not getting, that I'm trying to fill it with this sugary food? Is that a good way of going about it, Michelle? I think you're right. Asking yourself those questions first right? Am I, am I really hungry? What's going on with me? Am I thirsty? First of all, because thirst can be a trickster. We can believe that we're hungry, but we're actually thirsty, right? Grab a big tall glass of water, kick that back and decide if you, if you actually need to eat food, right? But then asking other questions of yourself. Um, and it's, it's, it's a short, it's a, it's, a, it's not a short, short article, but it's pretty succinct. Um, and you could just look it up. It's by Yumly, Y-U-M-M-L-Y. Yeah, if you just Google that on um, on Google with your name, Michelle Tsugiyama, uh, mm -hmm. it will definitely come up. So tell me, Michelle, what was different about the whole writing process this second time around? Oh, I think I can't even say it was easier, Seema. I wish I could say that. I never was a writer uh, that English and writing were my worst subjects in school. And I just can't even believe that I've actually written, you know, in two books now. Um, but for me, I, this time around, I wanted to tell more stories because I think that's how people connect with the written word. And 
So I still tell a few stories. Um, one is about my grandmother. Um, I tell a little bit more about my story. And then also an, an amazing, awesome story about a, a, a wonderful woman. She was my client and a, a very stressed out entrepreneur. And the steps that she had to go through in order to really have vitality, less stress. Um, and then the weight just naturally comes off. We didn't even focus on weight loss, um, but that is what happened. She just ended up dropping a couple dress sizes and becoming a lot more happier. Wow. So it sounds like you found her bumpy areas of her life, focused on that, and then it affected the other areas of, your, of her life. Yeah, that's true. That's correct. And also it's just her realizing that she is the expert on her own health. Mm -hmm. She knows exactly what she needs, but support, she needed some support, some accountability, right? And then she can go into more of a maintenance mode. That's wonderful. You know, I think what coaches really do is show you your blind side. You know, as we're driving, we have the mirrors to show us our blind side. And that's what you do because you can't see that. And then the encouragement and accountability is so important. Michelle, you said something very important, which I really want to emphasize because so many people out there think they can't write a book because they're not good at writing. They're not good at English. They don't consider themselves as a writer. I don't consider myself as a writer. And this is my fourth book. Wow. <laughs> right? I never thought I would be doing anything like this. But like we said earlier, you when it's your purpose to do something, it finds you sooner or later. So this is my purpose, which found me sooner or later. But you get, all you have to do is share it from your heart. And they're experts. We have editors and we have uh, proofreaders that read and correct everything and help you maintaining your voice, share your story. How was that for you? Oh, it was a great experience. It really was. And to know that I had the backing from your team made me feel much more comfortable. So I really thank you and your team for, for making this book amazing, right? And just helping all of the authors out. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's one very important message that I, you know, you brought that up. It's like, yeah, it's scary because you're doing something different. You're doing something new. And even though this was your second book, you felt it was a little difficult because you're writing from a different perspective, right? Last one was break free to stand in your power. How do you claim your power? This time is break free to health and vitality. It's a different perspective, right? It's about, you know, how do you really live a life full of vitality regardless of your circumstances? Mm -hmm. What changed for you during this writing process? Oh, let's see what changed for me. Um, probably knowing that I could be a force in the world, right? Even though it's the second book, um, to really help people recognize that they, um, that their health, it just means so much, right? Not just to them, but to 
their loved ones and their friends, the family, their community, the world, right? Um, and I'm just grateful that I had the I have the opportunity to affect so many people in a positive way. No, that's very powerful. This is a reminder. I mean, if like you said earlier, your health is your biggest wealth. If you don't have your health, you can't do anything. If you have wealth, there's, you know, there's a lot you can do. If you don't have wealth, there's still a lot that you can do, right? But if you don't have your health and you're not, I mean, everyone can see in the last two years what's happened when you when you don't have control over things and when you're not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. The chances of, of contracting viruses, getting sick is so much higher. So it's so important to really continuously build up your immune system. And that is my passion. You know, my passion is to create the world my mission is also to create a world that I want to live in, that I want my children and grandchildren and the future generations to live in. And in order to do that, we have to do our part and come forward with our gifts that are given to us with and living the purpose that we are meant to live. And I can't do it alone. That's why I compile anthologies. So more people come together and more people share their stories. It, it just, multi, it's a big multiplier. And all of us pouring this energy in of the possibilities of healthy living, of vitality, of standing in your power, of having peace, love, and unity, first with yourself. So then you can become the best version of yourself and pour that out, not from your cup, but from the saucer that it's overflowing in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that, Seema. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you're a huge part of that. The more books you're writing, <laughs> the more different angles you're sharing, and it'll click a light bulb in, in people's, people's uh, mind. And already we've gotten such great feedback from all of the books we've done, not only from the authors, but everyone that's attended our, our Break Free Summit, our Break Free International Summit, people who are reading the book, people who are participating, people you're sharing it with. So it's ha already having a ripple effect. How does that make you feel knowing that there's such a ripple effect of what you are doing? Oh gosh, it's just so amazing. And my heart is just so happy about that. Um, you know, just to know that this huge ripple effect is going on. So many people are reading it. People are getting, you know, whatever they need out of it, whatever they need, it's totally different from one person to the other. But, um, it, you know, and with the number one best-selling status, I think one of the categories was stress management, right? Yeah. And it is amazing how interconnected stress and sleep and immunity and chronic disease and weight, how it's all connected. Like, for example, you know, if we're really stressed out, that can lower our immunity, Right. Mm -hmm. And also, if we don't sleep well, it can lower our immunity. Like I heard you say that you're really right now into like how we can supercharge our immunity. Um, you know, a couple things. Sleep well, manage your stress, and also nutrition is so important too. Physical exercise. I mean, we can directly affect our nutrition and exercises, and we can manage our sleep and stress. Yeah, and I am the perfect example of that because... You know, 
six months ago, I couldn't walk beyond three miles. I was, uh, you know, since I recovered from my three forms of autoimmune issues, mm. I've always been eating healthy. But then I realized I had to dig a little deeper because I wasn't releasing weight. So I dug a little deeper and realized the healthy food that I was eating was not right for me. Mm. So I had to go even further. And then I just adopted the autoimmune protocol, which means you basically just get to eat a few of the greens, you know, no spices. So for an Indian person, not being able to eat spice except for turmeric and salt, that's my spice level. I had to drop everything. I still, can you believe it? I've released 20 pounds, but I've been doing this for like almost six months. I should be half my size right now. So there's still something. So now I'm like, I'm just going to love my body the way it is. If I'm meant to be this way at this time, then fine. But I'm still going to do all the healthy stuff. If despite doing all healthy stuff, I'm still this way, then, you know, I'm just going to love myself in this, in this form. I'm not going to try to be anything else, right? Because I have wonderful gifts. I can walk. I can take care of myself. I'm in, independent. So since I've done that, my body has allowed me to participate in 10K marathon, right? Which is 6.2 miles. And now it's allowing me to do the half a marathon, the 13.1. Over the last weekend, I accidentally walked 15 miles. And I was not I was thinking, I'm not able to do 13. I got to do 13 somehow. I got to do 13 somehow. My app that I was using to measure my distance stopped working. So I said, okay, I'm just going to do this round a little bit, this round also, just for good measure. And I was like, I'm, then I went to another location. I was like, I'm just going to do another round here for good measure. So I did my good for good measure, like two, three rounds extra uh, of whatever park I passed. And when I got home, I was so sore after a couple of hours. It's like, this doesn't feel right. It, does feel, it doesn't feel like, because I've been walking 10 miles. So, you know, I was used to that. And I know what that soreness level was. So finally, I went and I checked on Google what I walked. I measured the distance and it was 15 miles. Wow. <laughs> so that just wants to show you that, you know, when you're tracking things all the time, you're somehow, sometimes holding yourself back. Here I was thinking I can't even do 13 miles. And I went beyond that. If I had was measuring, I would have never done that. So now I'm like, you know, I can extend myself. So I guess the lesson I'm trying to say is do what you can, be intentional and, you know, don't do it because you want to lose weight. Don't do it because of something. Do it because it's the right thing for your body. Find out what is working for you, what is not. It takes a little bit of time, but this is your life we are talking about. It is your life we are talking about and you have to take the responsibility. There's no one else that can do it. You have to take the responsibility of your life. So you have to try different things. You get exhausted, you get tired, you get frustrated. Guess what? That's all normal. That is all normal. And then what you do, you bounce back. You get back on track. I've been doing that for so long. But you're always one step ahead and you're a little bit healthier than before. And you can live a better life this way. So true, Seema. And congratulations for walking those distances. Oh my gosh. Um, and I, I think it's so true where we just need to start doing what we like to do, first of all. 
right? Um, listen to yourself. Like if you feel like, oh, I can only walk, you know, not even a mile, a half a mile, or just for five minutes, then just do that. You know, start with baby steps and then just see how you feel and pro keep progressing, right? Do a little bit of challenge. Um, but what you, you know, some people, what they do is they'll maybe, you know, hire a personal trainer and they get trained for an hour and the next three to four days, they're so sore, they can't take it. And then they just drop it um, because it just was too much for them. Um, but, you know, simple things like just parking farther away from the grocery store, you know, just to get a couple extra steps is, is something that anybody can start with. Get a dog. <laughs> you have to walk the dog. <laughs> so true. So true. We, we did get a COVID puppy and we are absolutely walking that dog every day. My daughter will complain. She'll be like, oh, I don't want to walk through today. But it's like, nope, you got to do it. Yeah. Start where you can. That's what we're trying to say. Start where you can. Do what you can. And then progress. And get a partner that helps. I have a coach that help, that is helping me with the marathon training. And then, of course, I'm, I've immersed myself in the environment of all you coaches, wellness coaches. So um, that really helped. Michelle, it was so wonderful to have you on today. Is there any last words of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners? I think it's important if, if any of the listeners have children or grandchildren is to really somehow stress the importance that health is everything, right? Because I think if we can get the newer generations on board, then it's just going to make the world a happier place, right? Because, you know, if we're not healthy, we're not happy and vice versa as well. Um, so it's really important uh, to somehow get it across to, into these young minds that let's take care of our bodies. Let's take care of our brains, right? Yeah. Eat, eat vegetables, eat fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is give the gift of life to the next generation. Absolutely. Because yeah. we depend on them. They're going to be running the world, right? Exactly. We need to really make sure they have a great way of thinking, a good mindset, a healthier mindset, so we, we can um, really create a better world. Basically. Absolutely. So listeners, I hope you enjoyed our time together. Make sure you, you know, evaluate your own situation, your own life right now. Where is an area that could use an upgrade and do what you can. And if you're in a family, do it as a family. It's a great activity. If not, then, you know, we have um, part of a walking group that we walk together over Zoom. So if you don't have someone close to you, you can hop on, a, on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever other form there is and walk together that way. So do something, do something that you can. Make sure you get... Our book, Break Free to Health and Vitality, if you haven't, the paperback is out. And make sure you download Michelle's Bumpy Wheel. Michelle, thank you so much. Until next time, this is Seema. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Break Free to Brilliance podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. 
Through this transformational journey, I hope you can see yourself taking similar steps, breaking free to your brilliance, and creating the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe to Break Free to Brilliance wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow along with us on social media using the links in the show notes below. We'll see you again for next week's episode.